0: The Business Buzz Podcast More justice on The Business Buzz
1: Good evening and welcome to the Business Buzz Right here on Vow FM 88.1 I am your Mob Justice Gavaz And I'll be your host until about 7pm We're broadcasting live from our studios Right here in Bramfontein And we're here to give you your weekly roundup Of that business and economics news Who's to say that business can't be entertaining Make sure you hold on to your seats As we let you know how the world of money Economics and commerce affects you and your pocket For today's show it's going to be quite an interesting one we're looking at the wedding industry and this is an industry that affects so many people um, out there in the world people are getting married left right and center and there's a number of industries that have actually um, been spawned um, outside of the wedding industry and these are some of the things that we're going to be exploring we're going to be looking at um, how much are weddings costing on average who is paying for the weddings Um, how much is a good planner when do you need a good planner and there's even an exhibition uh, called the Wedding Expo and we're going to be talking to the organisers of that as they let us know um, what's actually going on. There's industries around photography, around baking, around uh, venues, around um, the planning itself, um, around uh, bands that just play um, at weddings and these are the things that we are going to be exploring and looking at. Otherwise uh, you can tell us what you think. If you are a person at the moment who is currently in the process of putting together a wedding you can let us know on social media what your experience has been Um, what are some of the what's the word I'm looking for what are some of the pitfalls that you might have come across, what are some of the um, what's it called, what are some of the tips that you might have for people out there about how to put together an effective wedding, so make sure you look out for that, on social media you can find us, that's VOWFM or Voice of Vids and you can also find us, we are the Vids Radio Academy on Facebook, on Twitter we're at VOWFM and our hashtag is hashtag business buzz and then you can find us on WhatsApp, that's eight four zero seven eight four nine one two, and then you you can stream us live on vowfm.co.za. Remember that podcasts of the Business Buzz Show um, are available on viz.journalism.co.za forward slash business. So make sure you keep it locked. We're here until 7 p.m. On the other side of this, we get into our Business Wrap. Business Wrap with Ken Swetman. On the line, we have our financial expert, Ken Swettenham to give us a roundup of uh, the week's business and economics news in today's Business Wrap. How are you, Ken?
2: I'm very well this evening, and yourself? Huh?
1: I'm doing all right. So, in terms of the economy, I hear that there are some growth figures that recently came out. Um, what uh, what can our listeners be uh, paying attention to this week?
2: Well, they, they say a, a day and certainly a week is a long time in the economy, and that's been the, the, the case for this week. The first quarter, growth figures for South Africa came out, and and growth is a bit of an oxymoron because the economy actually contracted by 2.2%. In other words, we suffered a a decrease in the economy of 2.2% in the first quarter. Now, most economists were expecting a decrease, but somewhere around 0.5%. So this was a huge, huge shock to, to the economy, to economists and to everybody involved. It caused an immediate uh And substantial weakening of the rand. We've seen the rand go from around 12.30 to the dollar to trading somewhere around almost 12.90 today. And it's also weakened against the pound and the euro as well. So it's really had a bad knock-on effect. And um, the the reason for it has been mainly a huge contraction of over 26% in the agricultural field and a contraction of around 14% in the mining field. But what may interest your listeners is that the best-performing sector of the South African economy for the first quarter of this year was actually the government sector, which grew by 1.8%. So, um, so there are some surprises there. <laughs> <laughs> so does that
1: then mean that the government, to some extent, is, is artificially propping up the economy? Could we say that?
2: Well, yeah, we, we can argue about this point all night. Uh, <laughs> first of all, a growth of 1.8% in a quarter is certainly not propping up the economy. We, we can't it we can't as that at all. However, the, the government has, to a certain extent, particularly over the last uh, 8 to 10 years, been propping up the job market because our government is by far and away the biggest employer in the country. Especially if you take in people on lower levels of government who work for provincial, who work for municipalities, um, and of course the national government. We are a huge, we employ huge numbers of people. And that's often being called into the, the fact that that's how the government has been propping up the job market, by actually employing people themselves. And we do have... An extremely bloated civil service in South Africa
1: um, Ken, a few weeks ago we actually reported on the fact that the MPC had actually um, kept um, interest rates the same uh, most of the indicators were kept the same across the board um, in your opinion would you say that these are just some of the things that the government might be doing um, to try and maybe encourage people to maybe spend more as a way to maybe spur some type of uh, growth in other sectors such as retail, for example?
2: Yes, you're, you're, well, it's a difficult one to answer because, uh, as I said at the start of the interview, a, a day or even a week in the economy is a long time. So trying to predict six months or nine months or 12 months in advance is just about impossible in South Africa. However, what we are seeing from an interest rate point of view, I don't expect interest rates to go up. Uh, probably for the balance of this year, but they're certainly not going to go down either. And the, the weakening of the rand, and of course with increases in fuel price, increases in VAT, it's just going to put pressure on inflation, which may cause interest rate increases uh, possibly early into next year. And of course the higher the interest rates the less money consumers have to spend, and if they're not spending money, the economy isn't growing. We, we don't seem to be getting it right in South Africa for putting in growth, uh, uh, things to to encourage growth in this country we we have very poor labor practices we have high interest rates and um, we were not managing uh, our economy very well at all and people are just struggling to live from hand to mouth in general, and they're certainly not spending their money out in the shops. And that's the sort of thing we need to, to climb a little bit of growth.
1: <laughs> and then uh, lastly, uh, just for today, um, what uh, the what the rest of the, what are the rest of the markets looking like? You've already mentioned the fact that the RAND has um, decreased quite a bit against some of the major currencies around the world. But in terms of the JSC, um, what was uh, the week looking like?
2: Well, at the moment, in fact, if there's any good news out of this, a weakening rand is generally good for for the stock market. And, in fact, our market did go up in general half a percent today, the, driven by the resources market. Um, I believe Impala went up around 6 percent. Now, you, you've got to keep in mind that the mining, people mining gold and platinum are pricing their goods in dollars. So when the rand weakens, they're making more money from a rand point of view, and that drives the share price up. So this year to date, our resources sector has actually been by far and away the best performing, having grown around 12% year to date, which is excellent. However, every other aspect of the market is down. Our our overall index is down about 1.5% year to date. The industrial index is down around 4%. And financials um, really hit by the the weakening rend Um, is down, I I haven't seen the figures for today, but probably somewhere around 6.5% year to date. So um, we're we're generally taking strain. Only the resources have really made money for us uh, during the course of this year so far. (laughs)
1: That was us on the line with our financial expert, Ken Sweat, and I'm giving us a roundup of the week's business and economics news and our business wrap. And as you heard right there, um, uh, the first quarter GDP, uh, growth figures that have actually just come out. And we heard that the economy is actually contracted by around 2.2%. Uh, and it's uh, a lot of it is because, um, there's been shrinkage in some of the, eco- uh, some of the sectors such as mining. And then the other thing is that uh, the Rand has actually taken a knock because of these growth figures. So so we wait and see what that situation Is going to be looking like On the other side of this, we continue with our show um, As you heard, we are talking Weddings today on the Business Buzz And we're going to be giving you our Buffalo index, so definitely make sure You keep it locked. This is 88.1 Business rep With Ken Sweatman.
0: More Justice On the Business Buzz
1: Welcome back to the Business Buzz. We just came uh, from giving you our business wrap for your weekly runoff of business and economics news, and we are talking the business of weddings today. And we have quite an interesting Buffalo Index. I have my producer Elna Schutz in the studio to just run us through the state of your one hundred rand. How are you, Elna?
3: I am very well, and. I am quite excited about these uh, these buffalo indexes today yeah. because I tried to be a little bit silly. <laughs> I thought to myself, what could I spend a hundred rand on that has to do with a wedding yeah. that is just a little bit ridiculous, like yeah. Bridezilla vibes. Yeah. So, first of all, if you get engaged, which is where this whole thing starts, like we can't just talk about weddings, right? It's the whole... Engagement period. Yeah. What I really think you should do is buy a giant floaty. So you know those um, pool floats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get unicorns and pizza slices. I'm sure you've seen those. Yeah. You can get one that looks like a giant oversized <laughs> diamond ring yeah. for just 555 rand.
1: Imagine getting that as an actual proposal. <laughs>
3: sure people do that i'm sure they do but
1: if i was a woman i would pop that thing (laughs) (laughs) i
3: want a real diamond exactly (laughs) Please, not for 550 rand. yeah so maybe maybe if you're really broke you can use that to uh to (laughs) propose but yeah if you just if you just always want people to know all the time that you're engaged Hmm. this is what you could use but getting to the actual day if you want to make your day really special, Madua, you know it's not a wedding if you don't have a release of pure white doves. Oh,
1: wow. Entire doves
3: I was very surprised How many companies Offer this In South Africa
4: Yeah
3: You can uh, Choose your Amount of doves That you would like Released You can Choose the cage That they're released From
4: Yeah
3: And um, Then they flutter off And they will You don't have to worry About going and fetching them Because they will fly home from wherever you release them
1: Oh I was actually going to be My next question Like how does Okay let's say you release A hundred of these things Where are they going? I always ask myself When I see the doves Like where are they going? It's like, not
3: like a balloon Yeah like It's an animal Yeah Right So you can um, You can hire these You can take photos with them Or yeah. have them fly Out of the chapel Whatever you want um, I really hope they don't um, Yeah Yeah Put droppings On your beautiful White dress (laughs) It's hard to find Prices for these Kinds of things Because they're Very custom But the one that I could find Was 150 rand For 10 white doves That's not bad That sounds very low To me I think that's That's like budget Mm. Like maybe that's Like checkers White doves No 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 At uh,
1: that price I would have All the checkers doves
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm sure there's Like a a, Like a Woolworths level Of doves Out there Um, And then For the reception Mm. Want to make it special? Yeah. You might want a custom-made ice sculpture. Oh wow! For instance, of your bride's face—that's what I would do personally. Mm. Get a giant ice sculpt of your of your loved one's face,
1: and then have the thing where you can where you can pour the drinks out of it at the bottom.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't! Oh my gosh! So uh, the funny thing about this is they actually come with a. Freezer on wheels oh, wow. With this giant block of ice It yeah. takes four days Just to make this beautiful block That's about 150 kilograms Yeah um, And Because they want it to look clear Of course And not sort of muddy
1: Yeah
3: um, And then they carve it Live before the event Really? And then bring it out Wow And then you have exactly Eight hours
1: to before. do all the things before, yeah.
3: and then your loved one melts. Oh, that is over.
1: <laughs> and how much is this?
3: Um, I couldn't find a price for this. It's very custom. Okay. So I'm guessing some prices that I found were into the thousands. Oh wow! So I think you're starting with like one five two thousand rand. Okay. Your buffalo is not going to get you very far. No. Maybe like just the like maybe just an eye sculpt of like a ring. And and like a finger <laughs> Maybe that's all you yeah. can get um, And then lastly We know that weddings are meant To be the start of forever And what is more permanent Than a tattoo So you might have seen this trend You can get um, a ring tattooed On your finger And tattoos usually start at about 400 Rand yeah. So that's a lot cheaper than most rings With diamonds mm, in them mm, mm. Are you hooked, Madeira? Would you like a a, a ring tattoo?
1: A tattoo a tattoo wedding is not happening. That is not my portion in life. <laughs> <laughs> and you?
3: I I am terrible at wearing rings. I yeah. lose them. So it might not be a bad idea for me, actually, okay. because at least I can't lose a tattoo. Okay.
2: It's
1: no, 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 no. I understand why you'd do it. <laughs> yeah.
3: But yeah, it's not as sparkly, I guess, as as a um, as a diamond. But then I would have my giant floaty diamond pool float <laughs> to make it clear. So that's okay.
1: So, yeah, that's it in terms of our our Buffalo Index for today, the state of your 100 rand. I think out of everything I've heard for today, um, I I think 10 white doves at 150 rand, that's where the money is at for today. So you heard it right here. First, mob justice says 150 doves. 10 uh, for 150 rand. That's where it's at So that's our business uh, That's business wrap for today In terms of uh, the Buffalo Index uh, We told you what you can get for your weddings We've got giant floaties We've got doves We've got ice sculptures And we've got tattoo rings On the other side of this We get into the actual business of weddings So definitely make sure you keep it locked This is 88.1 Your You're took
0: a the Business bus what do you
3: think a average wedding in South Africa costs? I know people that have spent up to 500,000 rand on a wedding. I know people that have spent 250,000 rand just on catering. So, for me, I just, it doesn't make sense. I really think they are ridiculously overpriced. In my mind, I cannot justify the amount of money that is spent.
0: I'd say in the region of about 200,000 rand, depending on kind of, is it like a white people wedding or a black people wedding? Because black people have two weddings. They have the traditional and the, the church. So the traditional has, a, has its own costs and the church has its own costs and the perceptions and whatever. So yeah, in the range of 200,000 rand, for, yeah, I think,
4: yeah. Well, it depends. Like, some families are more, like, censored on doing, like, a cultural wedding, and in those cases, then it's probably around, I don't know, 50 50 grand. And then if you're doing a full-out, fully-blown wedding with, like, guest lists and everything, then I'd I'd estimate, like, 400k. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know, I really wouldn't know, but I think it's around there because it just depends on how expensive you want it to be, how special you want it to be. Oh man,
3: minimum 50000 so 50000 and upwards. If you personally were to get married, what price range do you think you'd be in? Would you be the, the diamonds and the glass ones or the DIY flowers from home? definitely in the DIY flowers from home type of thing I'd rather spend the money on putting a down payment on a car or a house or something like that yeah it's a big moment but it's just one moment
0: um well I'm pretty hands-on with things in my life so I think I'd, I'd largely be DIY but I think I'd need somebody there to do all the, the, the running around I'm caught between wanting to have a really easy wedding and a massive honeymoon or a big wedding and a big honeymoon
4: if I'm honest I'm going to have an enormous wedding. <laughs> so I'd probably, I'd say like minimum 200K. I must say, I, I do
5: have that fairy tale idea of a wedding. So very, very expensive. I actually wouldn't mind if it touched a million. So yes, I do have that fancy
3: hope and idea for a wedding. So money would not be an issue at all, I hope. And do you think you'd be able to afford it? I don't know. I would hope so, I hope I'll be working by that stage. I know that my dad will put money towards the bride, so we'll see.
0: I hope so, I hope so. I can't say for sure, I don't want to, you know, put out any, any energies that I can't take back, but I hope so, fingers crossed.
4: Um, by the time I'm married, maybe, hopefully. <laughs> um, but if I can't, then I don't mind, like, cutting down on the costs.
5: Yes. I would plan, I would put my money aside and my husband, I would make him agree to it.
1: Welcome back this is the Business Buzz right here on VOW FM 88.1 we are talking the business of weddings today and we thought that we would give you a bit of an industry overview, what's actually going on in uh, in the wedding industry and when I say overview I mean uh, the fact that the wedding industry is actually quite broad it doesn't just end, just you know the bride and the groom kissing at the end of the day in front of the pastor. There's a lot that goes into it and there are actually expos, exhibitions, there are wedding planners, there are uh, bakers, there are photographers. There's an entire industry around this. And on the line, uh, we are joined by Mary Lou Borden, uh, who is the exhibition manager with the wedding group, uh, which was created as an umbrella brand uh, for the wedding expo and wedding inspirations uh, magazines and other future enterprises Developed by their team, allowing for projects and future brands that uh, you know extend beyond just the wedding expo. Uh, the wedding expo is actually going to be um, happening in a few months' time, and then uh, so what we're going to be talking about, as I said, is an overview of the wedding industry. And uh, so on the line, like I said, we have uh, Mary Lou. How are you, Mary Lou?
4: I'm good, thanks, Mutiwa, and good evening, and good evening to your listeners.
1: Thank you so much. I think just as a point of departure, please could you just let us know um, about uh, the wedding group, its businesses. Um, it actually sounds like you guys do quite a bit around the wedding industries and you haven't um, sort of just uh, put blinders on and focused on a magazine or just an exhibition. You guys have decided to do all the things
4: absolutely um, so we have the magazine which we have recently rebranded um, it was um, called wedding inspirations magazine and is now mad love wedding inspirations magazine yeah. um, and we have our wedding expo the wedding expo which we have for a year um, and we are very excited to have just signed a partnership with Sun international and um, which has given us new venues for for our shows so we um, are in at Sabaya in Durban um, at the end of August and we are at Carnival City at the end of September, 29th and 30th of September. We're in Fourways um in March next year at a new venue called Fourways Expo Park and then we're in Grand Western Cape Town in June. So those are our four shows coming up um, within the next year. And what, um, what having the Wedding Expo and the Wedding um, Inspirations magazine gives us is that opportunity to um, really build relationships with um, companies within the wedding industry um, and give them platforms to, um, to market their businesses.
1: Um, I like the fact that you've already brought up the wedding expo because it really does seem um, like quite a big event that happens um, in South Africa. So could you tell us a little bit about the expo and maybe a general then overview of what the wedding industry is looking like in South Africa at the moment?
4: So um, our expos, like I say, are held now at the Sun International Sun Parks. Um, And it's a great opportunity for a bride to come to one place and um, be able to see a huge selection of of suppliers. So everything from venues to to wedding planners, photographers, cakes, um, musicians, DJs. Um any anything and everything that you're going to need for your wedding day. Um, and you know, we know these days that um, people are busy and their lives are busy and so it gives them an opportunity to really um in one go um tick every box that they need from a from a wedding planning point of view. Um, so that's the, the beauty of the expo. And then both the expo and the magazine are about inspiration so you know when when a bride's getting married she just wants to to have the most beautiful day and so she wants to see visually um, you know the images and of 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 um, cake decorating and table decor and um, her gown and and every different part of of her wedding um, and so it's about inspiring the bride and giving her as as many options as she can so she can choose what look she wants to go for with her wedding.
1: And then the actual industry itself, how big is this thing? Because I think some people don't appreciate um the fact that weddings don't just end at uh, the actual day itself. That there's a lot um, that has to do with catering companies that are dependent just on weddings, for example. Uh, photographers whose livelihood comes from snapping the perfect um, bridal gown picture. And uh, certain <clears throat> uh, venue companies whose entire business is centered around um, hiring their venues just for wedding types of events. So could you give us an indication of how that looks like and some of the types of uh, costs um, that people are prepared to pay uh, when it comes to some of the more high-end venues, for example, or getting the best planners?
4: It's think- the wedding industry is an enormous industry, but it is also filled with a variety of size businesses because you have wedding uh, you know venues in terms of hotel chains, um, but then also a lot of little one-man show businesses. So it's a great, um, it's a great industry of entrepreneurs and really creative and passionate people. Um, and in terms of um, the, the the amount of money, you know, that really is just um, personal to each person. We. We've seen a shift in smaller to smaller weddings. So um, a lot of people are choosing to to have less less guests and have it more intimate. Um, and and they are prioritising what they what is important to them. So you'll find one bride will want um, uh, be extravagant on the photography, um, and yet another one will go for a very um, much more conservative package. So um, you know the days of there being a right and wrong answer to your wedding are gone. The brides are, are in control. They are um, they're involved in in planning their weddings, and um, and they are enjoying prioritizing, prioritizing, and enjoying um, the planning of their weddings. Um, so there is a huge potential. It's a great um, potential to to um, enter into a business um, and start a business. We've seen that with a lot of a lot of our exhibitors of people who, for example, you know bake cakes on the sides and then. start Started it as a sideline business and then went into it full time. So we've, we've seen a lot of businesses start and build and grow over a period of time within the industry, um, because it's because it's got that uh, that opportunity to enter and then and then grow into it.
1: Um, I think something that our listeners might be interested to know is. Um, A lot of industries have been uh, facing a lot of disruption. Um, For example, the taxi industry recently started (coughs) facing competition from companies like Uber, for example. Um, You have um, a lot of uh, what was traditional jobs um, now being uh, substituted by machines, for example. So has the wedding industry undergone any type of fundamental shift over the last Two decades or so or is it in your experience sort of remained the same
4: um, I think I would say where the change has happened is um, that yes t- technology has come into it and um, so there are now wedding planning apps um, and there are tools. We've got an app for our expo called ScanPlan, where you can um, list all your all your favourite um, suppliers, etc. So um, it's certainly, technology has been embraced by the industry. Um, but you know, the wedding industry is about hard work, really. They're, you know, when you're having your flowers arranged, you can't have a machine do do that for you. And um, when you are having a beautiful bridal done and it's being handmade. It's being it's, it's being handmade and sewn by hand. Um, so from that point of view, not as much. And also, it's very much about an industry about relationships because you are choosing your photographer or your designer for your gown or um, your caterer um, because it's somebody that you um, can identify with, that you connect with and, and you've engaged with. And, um, and so you're going to, it's about the relationship. And again, that's why um, the Wedding Expo is such a fantastic platform because it gives you the opportunity as a, um, as a wedding supplier the opportunity to engage one-on-one with your bride and really connect with them and build a relationship with them and that's who the brides are choosing um, so I think for, for, for an Uber to come in and sweep the wedding industry um, I really I don't think that it's an industry that would be affected by something like that.
1: And I guess lastly, uh, because I like also the fact that you brought up the issue of people like uh, relationships and the people that actually take into account um, uh, an actual relationship and the personal touch and all of that stuff. What are some of the other advice and tips that you could possibly give to young people that may be looking to get involved with the wedding industry in one capacity or another?
4: I would say you need to be passionate about it (laughs) and you need to be prepared to work hard. It's some weddings happen on weekends. And so our exhibitors work on weekends. Um, and that's, that is how the, the wedding industry works. Um, but having said that, if you are creative and passionate, it's the most exciting and creative industry to be in. And, um, you know, no, no two weddings are the same. And so you've got this opportunity to have a clean canvas every time and, and create a masterpiece with it. And um, so I think it's, it's one of the most exciting industries to be involved in, and then also, like I say, it's an industry where um, where it is. An opportunity for somebody to come in as a very small business and build their business. So it's got great opportunities. Um, things like, like I say, cakes and um, and d- designers and wedding planners and photographers. All of those people um, are, are small businesses. We deal with small businesses all the time, um, and and so that's that's a great it's a great opportunity for for entrepreneurship.
1: And then uh, lastly, as we close off, on the same sort of point, if someone came to you and said, Mary Lou, I have a passion for photography, but at the same time, uh, I'm talented at baking, uh, but I want to get involved in the wedding industry, which of the two would you say to that person they should possibly go for?
4: I think my advice would be whichever one you're better at. <laughs> um, so you know, it's that it's that same that same, You've got, you've got to be good at what you're doing. You can't. Um, you can't pretend. Um, so I certainly wouldn't say um, cakes are more important than photographers or vice versa. Um, every, every aspect is important for a wedding, um, but um, it's, what you, it's what talks to you and what you're passionate about because um, at the end of the day, it's, a, it's your passion that is going to come through
1: thank you so much that was us we were on the line with Mary Lou Borden who is uh, the exhibitions manager uh, with the weddings group and they are a group that is in charge of uh, events such as the wedding expo and they are in charge of wedding inspirations magazine and as you and as you heard um, the magazine has actually been rebranded I'm just going to allow I'm going to say it if I'm wrong um, Mary Lou please correct me you said it's now called Mad Love Magazine
4: It's called Mad Love Wedding Inspirations
1: Magazine. Yes, yes, Mad Love Wedding Inspirations Magazine. So thank you so much to her for talking to us and just giving us uh, a rundown of how the industry is looking. As you heard, she said if you're passionate about something, there's a lot of opportunity, especially for small businesses. They are currently dealing with a lot of small businesses, so there's a lot of potential. And in terms of which one of the industries you should get into in terms of supporting weddings, she says you need to get to the one that you are most passionate about And the one that you're willing to do The most work in So that's it on the other side of this We continue with our wedding show Keep it locked, this is Vow FM 88.1 More Justice
0: on the Business Buzz
1: Welcome back to the Business Buzz. We are talking weddings today and as you just came from hearing we were talking um to the wedding group as you heard we're getting that industry oversight around weddings. Uh but right now we are here to talk to an experienced professional. We have uh, uh we have Precious um Precious the planner. Uh, she is uh Precious Tumisho Tamanga who is from Precious Celebrations and uh, she has extensive experience in communications and public relations And actually left her job To become a businesswoman. Um, Precious Celebrations is a 100% South African black female owned Entity um, that is in the Business of uh, planning and Brand experience and it Specializes in uh, luxury Weddings, event productions Opulent celebrations and Exclusive gifts So on the line as I said we have uh, Precious the planner, how are you Precious?
5: I'm good
1: how are you doing? I'm fine thank you um as good. we be- as we begin our our discussion, there are some things um that some of us uh, you know who haven't yet experienced um the wedding planning process uh think are the obvious um duties of being a wedding planner like managing suppliers uh for example but but what about helping the bride stick to a wedding diet, for example, or helping the groom make peace with uh, uh, a difficult mother of the bride? Uh, what does or doesn't fall within the duties of a wedding planner?
5: Sure. I think we kind of have to become an all-rounder, um, <laughs> advisor, yeah. uh, um, therapist, um, what else? Everything, all-rounder. So... <laughs> Financial advisor. Yeah, um, I think it comes with the the job of being, you know, someone that takes care of um, two people's uh, important day that also affects a whole lot of people in their lives, uh, parents, as you mentioned, yeah. families, So it's quite a, yeah, you know, it's not an easy task at all.
1: So, for you personally, when people ask you what is the job of a wedding planner, what do you tend to tell them in the easiest way possible?
5: Um, I think uh, the way I've structured my business is that it's quite self-explanatory. So, when someone uh, first asks, what have you done? What do you need help with? Um, Do you know what... Uh, a wedding checklist is and what elements of a a wedding you need to actually make sure that doesn't go by with with you missing it. So it usually happens to be people that actually have quite high pressurized jobs, so in corporate or they run their own businesses and they actually don't have time to go to meetings, look for suppliers, sign contracts, uh, search for the perfect venue. So those are the kind of people that need a planner. Um, if you if you've got time on your hands and you're a creative person, um, I usually I've done it a few times where I've said I actually think you can plan your own wedding because oh, wow. those kind of clients happen you know along the way and yeah along the way you know you realize that they're actually as much as a perfectionist as a as you are and it it, it can clash a little bit yeah so you kind of have to find the right fit of a client as well because it's a long journey of planning um, for someone and you don't actually, they don't value your skills or what you bring to the table. Yeah. So people that are busy and they understand that one person is responsible for everything makes it makes the journey much more easier,
1: yeah. you know, in planning the day. <laughs> yeah. Now, taking into consideration your vast experience over the years, uh, we heard some guesses um, earlier on of what people think weddings cost. Um, so from your experience, are these uh, estimates that people are saying uh, realistic? Uh, what does it actually look like in real life?
5: Do you know what? I mean, I think people now, everything is on social media, you know, the media has put, you know, this face of what weddings should be like. Unless you don't follow trends or you, you're not on social media, you don't get inspired or affected by what's being done out there. So what a lot of people want and ask for costs money. So listening to what everybody else was saying, you know, waiting for 50,000 rand will not fly <laughs> unless you're doing <laughs> it at home. Because you literally have to calculate how many people. They have to be fed. You have to book a venue. You need a photographer to capture the moment. If you want a film, you need a videographer. Where are people sitting? Do you want the basic things that come with the venue? If you don't, that's an extra cost. So each and every person costs a lot of money. So you must really be careful with how the person you're inviting, are they really worth you spending more than 1,500? And that's really average. I'm not even saying that's how much it costs. Yeah. But, you know, the minute you say 50,000 rand for a wedding, literally it's 10 people on average. So it really matters. You can't just, you know, say a number of people and your budget doesn't match. So you have those two go together. And so you've determined how many people you want and how much you're willing to spend. Then look for everything that fits within your budget. Not go look for the expensive venue and then realize that I need to store at this and this. That's where people then, um, you know, get in in debt and now realize they need to borrow money which is not on for, you know, when you're planning a wedding.
1: And then I think that then um, helps us to bring uh, the next point out to say uh, a lot of people tend to be on budgets when it comes to a wedding. What are some of the places where people, where you think uh, people might be able to compromise um, in terms of, uh, in terms of their budget and other places where they just need to pay for it and get the best quality possible?
5: You know, where you can really save, I wouldn't touch on your wedding photographer. Yeah. I mean, if you, because you can't get the wrong person, you can't repeat the day. So there are elements where you, if you want the best, you must pay for the best. Yeah. But things like wedding gifts for, like thank you gifts for your guests. I mean, you're feeding them, you know, they're getting an experience for the whole day. There's no reason for you to buy 50 rand gifts that even might be end up being left on the table. So you can save there and not give thank you gifts. You can thank them. It's more personal when you're doing your speech. Um, also in entertainment, um, there's really no, you know, if the you, if budget is tight, get a proper DJ that's a good, you know, well-rounder that can play different kind of music, different genres. Yeah, don't go for an MC that's well known because they cost money. Get someone <laughs> that knows you as a couple and a family. Yeah, yeah. So like, some of you can't compromise on on the food uh, because if people are not happy with what you're feeding them, it you know it just puts a sour you know taste to everybody. Um, but yeah, with gifts and your entertainment and. If you're not a flower person and you you know you can cut down a little bit on flowers, that's where you can also cut down.
1: Um, Continuing with that business theme around um, the money And how it's apportioned and allocated um, Our producer Elna is actually currently preparing to be a maid of honor for a wedding And had this Mm -hmm. particular question for you Um, Do money issues often cause tension between uh, members of a wedding party? And uh, what advice would you give as sort of the best division on who pays for what?
5: Um, as in like uh, her as a maid of honor, maybe like for her dress, shoes, all of those things. Yeah. Is that what you mean? So it depends. I mean, if you, some some couples or brides, if they're well off, they offer to the bridal party that they will um, give them the money to buy the dress because then they have more of a say. But traditionally, if you've been asked to be a bridesmaid or maid of honor, um, the dress and shoes make up for your own cost, um, So that's how usually it is. And I think now it really depends if the bride wants something too extravagant or too expensive. It's just a matter of, you know, communicating and say, this is way above what I can afford. Yeah. So brides just need to understand what kind of bridal party they're asking. You can't ask someone that you know that they just started a job or a student, and you want them to afford a dress that's like four thousand rands. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> so if you want them in a, an expensive dress, then put it as part of your budget.
1: Yeah and then I, I think continuing with who pays for what and the allocations in your experience because i know that in western culture for example it uh it has traditionally been um i think it's um the bride's family that tends to pay for the wedding in your experience locally in south africa and um, the other countries where you've staged weddings um how do you find this division actually happening
5: it's not really a South African thing, to be honest. Um, most of my clients, they pay for their own wedding. Yeah. I've had a few, so probably like 10% that the parents would, you know, fit the bill for the wedding. But most of the time, it's the couple's hard earned money that they've, worked hard, they've saved. Parents might help them. There's a gift maybe for the cake. But most of the time, it's the couples that actually spend on
1: the money. Oh wow, actually, I actually hadn't realise that. I actually thought um, parents were the ones that were paying the most when it comes to these things.
5: No, no not in South Africa, not there yet. Huh? <laughs> it's not a normal thing. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's not uh, normal at all. So, our last question for you just has to do with uh, something you brought up earlier on where you said that in some cases you've actually had to uh, find yourself telling certain people that they actually don't need a wedding planner. So, the last question mm-hmm. is about who, what type of person needs a wedding planner? What type of person um, can afford a wedding planner?
5: I mean... If you know you're busy and you don't have time, you come back from work. It's after five, and you're probably gonna now have to almost like a second job because it takes a long, long time to plan a wedding. Uh, there's a lot of things that can pass you by if you're not focused on it. So, someone that needs a wedding planner is definitely someone that has a busy, you know, job that takes their time, um, and someone that knows that they're very bad at planning or they're very last minute. Um, Because last minute, you want to pay. Because people, if you book something closer to the wedding, you know, a supplier would know that, you know, if if, if it's coming at this last minute, there's a lot of things they need to do. So the price is not going to be as cheap as it would have been if you booked a year in advance, for example. So... um, if you know you're bad at planning and you last minute, definitely get one to our first um, And someone that doesn't need a wedding planner is um, someone that uh, you know, doesn't really have a full-time job or they're flexible in their job, um, they're creative or they work in the creative business. And maybe it's a matter of save money. You plan the wedding and closer to the time, you hire someone that can coordinate on the day. So basically so that you don't run around and um, you enlist someone that will make sure that you hand over all the suppliers and then um, on the day they just run with everything and they coordinate for you.
1: Thank you so much. That was us talking to uh, Precious Tamanga who is uh, from, Precious, uh, cel- from Precious Celebrations. She is popularly known as Precious the Planner and is actually, as you heard, very knowledgeable on the subject and has a vast experience. Some takeaways, um, you heard from there that there's just certain things that you shouldn't be skimping on when it comes to your wedding, uh, such as a photographer, because you cannot relive some of these moments. And if you are a person who actually has a full-time job and actually comes home from work tired and the like, you need to get yourself a wedding planner. And then one of the takeaways from me personally is that uh, well, a lot of weddings are being being paid for by the bride and groom themselves and you know i actually didn't um i wasn't fully aware of that and these are just some of the revelations that were coming from there so thank you so much that was us talking to precious the planner on the other side of this we come to the end of our show keep it locked this is vow FM 88.1 your to the business bus Thank you so much to everyone who was listening to our show. Uh, Thank you to our guests who gave us overviews of what the industry is looking like. Thank you to Precious the Planner for giving us um, some insight of what it takes to actually plan a wedding and uh, some of the pitfalls and some of the financial uh, tips and tricks that you should be looking out for and some of the issues that you should also be making sure you don't mess up like having a photographer, for example. Um, Thank you so much to Mary Lou uh, for giving us an overview of what the whole industry looks like and for showing us how as small businesses you can actually enter what seems to be a very thriving industry locally. Um, for myself, I think it's definitely a big industry and the biggest potential is the fact that um, weddings, um, like a lot of other events, are very big and they take into account a lot of different skills, a lot of different businesses that actually work um, to actually put this thing together. So I think there's potential. If you have a skill, or if you have passion for that type of thing I would definitely say it's an industry to get into so that's it for today's show remember that you can uh, continue with the conversation around weddings uh, on Facebook we are VOWFM that's Voice of Vitz and we can find us on uh, Vitz Radio Academy you can also find us on Twitter our hashtag is hashtag Business buzz, and we are at VOWFM 0840784912 is our WhatsApp line and you can stream us on VOWFM.co.za podcast of the Business Buzz show are available on fitz.journalism.co.za forward slash business. That's it. Um, on the other side of this, don't turn that down. We have live beats. So definitely make sure you keep it locked on the airwaves to eighty eight point one. Uh thank you to my uh producers uh to our executive producer that's almost schutz and our producer Tlingi Zondo, And uh, our technical production that's done by Kutlwa Noserame. For myself Mudeo Mob Justice Kavaza, it's good evening and take kiss
0: okay. more justice on the business buzz listen to the business buzz every thursday from 6 to 7 p.m only, only on Vau FM. the business buzz podcast